Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. presented by Sage Fruit. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week, and we are so glad that you have joined us. Steve Post here in our Concord, North Carolina studios. Aaron Evernham is on special assignment. Family time. Great, great special assignment. So, joining us from DirtTracker.com, Justin Fiedler's in the house. Hey, man, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, Fantastic. good to be here. Yeah, it's always great to catch up with you. I feel like I am a, I am a daily... Listener, so I feel like I catch up with you every day, but it's just so it's kind of weird when I walk in. It's like, hey man, how are you? How about yeah. those watches at Eldora? And how about this and that? And I'm like, oh, wait a minute, we don't chat, I just listen. So, uh, it is cool, it is great to have you here, and uh, a lot of ground to cover. But, uh, Dirt Tracker, how are things going with your uh, your project there? Going really well, actually. It's funny that you mentioned the the uh, the relationship with, with people that watch because. As I've been out, like going to, to some races and stuff, I was at Millbridge a few weeks ago for the extreme stuff. And it's like the people that walk up to you, yeah. like I haven't been really prepared for that. And I'm sure mm-hmm. you deal with that all the time. Yeah, yeah. But the people that feel like they already know you when you walk up and it's like, oh, OK, yeah. And like you have to be prepared for that. You, you never get over the um, the little bit of, well, that's weird. There's exactly. just a little bit of that's weird. There's a lot of that's cool. Yeah, oh, it's, that's it's, a, great. it's awesome. It really is. Um, but it just is. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that because you've uh, you've been a masked up NASCAR crew member, mm-hmm. you know, so you'd see fans on pit road and give them lug nuts and do that sort of thing. Yep. But you were a you were a, a nameless crew guy right. on one of the cup teams. Yep. Um, but now you're Justin Fiedler with Dirt Tracker. You're the guy we listen to every day. Yep. And uh you're the guy that is growing this thing. My gosh, the it, it numbers are through the roof. Yeah, I, I've done like two million views this year. Holy! Um, I'm on pace this month to do half a million just this month. So it's uh, it, it grows every single day. It's insane. What I love, obviously, we talk sprint cars here on Wing Nation, but I have evolved into a dirt late model fan. Uh, the big block modifies. I, I'm and, and obviously with Ashley being part of our show here, the mm-hmm. the 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 um, UMP mods. UMP style modifies yeah. into that as well. But the dirt late model world just fascinates me. Oh yeah, I'm just I I'm like committed to like I think that's going to be my fanboy zone. Oh yeah, uh, like I go down to the, I went to the Blue Gray 100 at Cherokee, Cherokee. and um, I've gone to a couple other races. I tried to go to Smoky Mountain for the World of Outlaws, got rained out that weekend, and I just really love that form of racing. So your your platform is really really cool because it gets me my sprint car update, but mm-hmm. it also covers it's like fan and what I do and mm-hmm. and everything like that. That's so. what I love about it is it's like this opportunity to kind of just talk about whatever I want to talk about on a day to day basis. Like if it's mid- if it's light models, if it's modifieds, like it doesn't matter. 
if there's something interesting going on, I can just talk about yeah. it, which yeah, is great. Really is true. And that is Dirt Tracker. Dirt, and I, I can, how do you, how do you, how do you describe this to people, how to get there? So it's, it's Dirt Tracker is D-I-R-T-R-A-C-K-R. Exactly. Yes. You're missing some vowels or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. It's like you, you were, you were playing Wheel of Fortune I and was. you ran out of money. Yes. And couldn't buy the vowels. I was on a budget, so <laughs> that was the best I could do. There we go. It is awesome. It really is. And what it is, and I, and I still, I still to this day contend you've lost your mind doing a daily show. It but is. But it's a daily wild. show. Yeah. It is crazy. 10, 8, 10, 12 minutes. Of just really, really good stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, appreciate it. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy it. That's for sure. Let's get into our Hefner Racing product hot topic. Oh, by the way, David Gravel and Jim Allen going to join us. Jim from the NARC King of the West series here today. Let's get into our Hefner Racing product hot topics. We love, around here, we love the rivalries. Of course, mm-hmm. Ashley's from Pennsylvania. You get the Posse versus the Outlaws. And we try to, this this Midwest Outlaw thing, sometimes it works. More times than other, it doesn't. But uh, Friday night, Brian Brown. Saturday night, David Gravel. Looks like we've uh, looks like we got some speed in the home front and some yep. speed with the Outlaws when it looks at Knoxville at this point. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, we've seen Brownie be fast at the high limit stuff. I mean, he's the leading hard charger guy this year, so we know that team's been fast this year. Him and Chad Morgan back together. Seems like those guys are clicking right now. And oh, you, we, we've been waiting for Brownie. I feel like to really contend at the nationals. And, like, this might be as good a chance as any of this he's had. You, I think you got him wound up, and I think I caught the brunt of it, okay? <laughs> oh, you got the brunt of I, it? Okay, so I, I'll go back. <laughs> I'll go a little bit here, and because I had heard you had talked about just the fact that it just didn't seem that his performance was going. Well, so here's the thing with Brownie yeah. is, and is what I discovered is that when Brownie starts up front, Brownie finishes up front. But when Brownie starts in the rear, Brownie doesn't move forward uh, right. very often. Right. Statistically. Statistically. You're statistically. Yes. And so like there's a, a stat I keep at dirttracker.com called feature plus minus, where it's like how many positions you gain from start to finish in a feature. And with the entire world of outlaws over the last seven seasons, Brownie is at the bottom. Right. So I think he heard that. There's been some intimations that maybe he's hinted at that he knew that I had said that or watched that show. And maybe that's a little bit of motivation. Okay. so fast forward um, to we have Brownie on after he wins one of his regular Saturday night shows at Knoxville. Mm -hmm. And so I said, Brownie, I don't know. Your season's, eh, you know, I mean, what's going on? And he said, yeah, the pundits. Have said this to that, so I think you're, <laughs> I think you're pundits, and and he corrected me, and and this is the thing I love, and I love about Brian Brown, I love about our racers, is that results and speed sometimes do not reflect exactly. each other, exactly. and that's exactly what it was. And Brian said, speed we have, Chad yes. Morgan, we have speed. We just need to do better at getting the results. We get the results, and the statistics then back that up. Exactly. And so it was funny, but when he said pundits, I thought about you. Know, that's, <laughs> that's, I, I know that guy. I yeah. know that pundit. Uh, yeah. But Brownie, um, man, was he rolling this weekend he in was. Knoxville. Yeah, he was super fast. Yeah. I'm one, you know, one Friday night, second Saturday night, you know, just like yeah. he, he is one of those guys that I, I think sprint car racing is a better place when, when Brian Brown is, is running well. He's, he's a great personality. He's great with the marketing stuff. Um, I, I just think he's a, a fantastic uh, kind of cornerstone piece of of that Midwest Sprint Car crowd. Yeah, really, truly is, and uh, just 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 a really stand up guy. Uh, David Gravel picked up the win on Saturday night. Of course, gearing up for the Knoxville Nationals coming mm-hmm. up August ninth through the twelfth. Scary, scary crash. Carson Macedo's crash. Car just took off between turns three and four into the wall. Heavy hit. Yeah, that was the first bad thing. You know, then the car tumbles, some bad flips, which flips are dynamic, but scrub off speed. You know, it's kind of like, it's, I guess it's how it goes. Is flipping good or bad? You know what yeah. I mean? It's how it goes. 
then fire and an unconscious race car driver. Uh, we had three really bad situations there. Um, there's a lot to be said here, but I, I think I'm going to go first off that Knoxville safety and fire. Crew, Un- unbelievable. It's cr- I mean, they they were on that car. Mm-hmm. They were on that car, I think, before it actually settled yeah. onto the racetrack. I feel like that's one thing that doesn't get enough credit like around, uh, you know, especially the bigger series. But uh, and we saw it at, at Bridgeport, too, with with the right. Justin, Justin Peck, Peck crash is is those safety officials are moving before that crash has even finished happening. And like those guys don't know what they're running into. And I feel like they don't get enough kind of public credit for the stuff that they that they deal with, that they have to see. Um, and, and you know, th- there are certain safety crews around the country that, are you know, are top notch. And Knoxville is right there. And, and I think, honestly, it's a big reason why, you know, Carson Macedo is able to walk out of the hospital, you know, early Sunday morning is because of the, the reaction of those guys. Yeah. Also, to just the world of all officials, they were out there with their four wheelers, also working on it. And Brad Sweet, Geo Selzy, and Spencer Baston. Unbelievable. Unreal. Getting in there and helping. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, and, and, and in complete honesty, complete uh, transparency here, I woke up Monday morning and I'm like, what in the wide world of sports are we doing here? Yeah. Nobody's talking about Justin Peck's crash. We'll forget about Carson Macedo's crash. I don't know that to be the case or not. And, yeah. and we've got a couple ideas of things we want to do going forward here on it. But what we do know is the Knoxville Fire and Safety Crew, Carson did walk out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. Brad Sweet, Geo Selzy, and Spencer Basin. There was a lot that went right and well oh, on Saturday sure. night. Yeah. And so we 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 got to make sure we acknowledge that. Now, are there things to be learned? I am sure that John McCoy out at Knoxville and the World of Outlaws and, and, and different people can get into this and work on it. Um, but... It's just one of those things where, uh, boy, that was a scary scene, though. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was. And, and that's the thing is it's like, you know, these things are going to happen, um, and, you know, and as, as long as progress is being made, as long as things are being talked yeah. about, as long as improvements are coming, I think that's the most important part. Yeah, I think one of the things that stands out to me, and, and again, I, 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 maybe there's someone sticking the mantle. We had had a lot of good visits with Darren Pittman. Darren yeah. was the liaison. He would go, and all the drivers knew, like if they were at a racetrack and they saw something they didn't like, go to Darren. Yep. Darren would take it to Carlton, yep. and Carlton would dress it with the racetrack. Very good. We're in, and not, we're not racing here tonight. Yeah. It's like, hey, can we have this fixed before next year, before next yeah. time back? And so I'm in the back of my mind, well, Darren's retired. Well, I don't know. Maybe someone's doing it. And that's why I think we've got a few things we want to work on here to kind of see what's going on. And, and a lot went right there. So yep. that's, that's, that's the good news. That's for sure. So um, there you have it. Um, the Tezos All-Star Circuit of Champions, my God, the first two the, nights. The Friday and Saturday night races were unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. Uh, Zeb Wise takes it off from Sunshine on Friday night. And I, I swear, like when I, I didn't see it on Saturday night, I was up at, up at Hickory uh, watching the late model stock cars. But when I'm like, Danny Dietrich, last lap at Fremont. It's like, wait a minute, I've seen this movie before. No, I yeah. saw the opposite of this movie. Last year it was Cole Duncan taking it off from Danny yeah. Dietrich. This time Danny Dietrich, who said... I remembered what Cole Duncan did last year, and he took it off from Cap Henry for yeah. 10000 to win. Yeah, for sure. So, cool. And then let's just go with Tyler Courtney won last night at Wayne County. There was a lot to be said about that, yes. and I don't even know where to begin to unpack that one other than Sunshine got the $10,000 to win. One note from there, well, Sharon Speedway's rained out tonight, Yep. and then Danny just posted uh, that there's been a death in his family and that he's headed back to Pennsylvania, so our thoughts and prayers and uh, all the positive vibes go for Danny. So he's going to be home with his wife and her family, so we certainly wish, uh, wish Danny, Rachel, and everybody the best on that. He said... You know, obviously, when you deal with that, your schedule, he said, we may see everybody at Williams Grove on Saturday night. So um, he was having a really good speed week, that's for sure. Yep. 
Houston, I love this story. Houston, Sunday night. Uh, we got to meet Riley Goodnow out there last year when we were doing the live shows. He's 20-something, young kid from Knoxville, Iowa. The hair. The hair, yeah. exactly. Just a family, family, his dad, his mm-hmm. mom, and him dragging that sprint car around the country to go racing. Uh, 2020, he won, uh, or 2021, he won a 410 race at Jacksonville, Illinois, but um, been towing up to Houston's four and a half, five hours every Sunday for three years. He's been at a lot of the high limit shows this been year. A lot of the high limit shows too. Yep. Got the win on Sunday night, yep. and uh, just really, really cool. I, that's, a, that's what I love about our sport. We have the the brownies and the David Gravels, the guys that are name guys, but then we have the Riley Goodnose mm-hmm. who's out there, and the heart and soul and the passion is so good. I like to see him on front stretch celebrating. Yep. Um, Central Pennsylvania, Jeff Halligan, and. Boy, I'm telling you, we talked to Freddie last week, Freddie Raymer. You asked me, the driver with the most 410 wins this season, uh, going into the season, we're, we're following it now. Yeah. Going into the season, I'm not sure I'd have Freddie Raymer on that list, but yeah. he is picking him up and laying him down, particularly at Lincoln, but he's also figured out Williams Grove pretty good as well. He's one of those guys, I feel like when he gets hot, he could just start ripping him off all the way through the season, and he's a guy you could see win against the All-Stars. He can yep. win against the Outlaws for sure once yep. he gets going. They're coming up on Pennsylvania Speed Week, so mm-hmm. it's going to be fun to see how that goes. So there you have it, our Hefner Racing product. Hot topics here. David Gravel going to join us in just a moment. Let me flip my script here. There we go. Hefner Racing Products wings are the original reset rivet wing manufacturer. You use wind tunnel and track performance testing to outpace the industry and design innovation and functionality not only sprint cars but lightning sprints micros and junior sprints shipped across the world and can be economically ground shipped to your door and i saw my buddy jeff wessel posted with the world of outlaws at beaver dam this weekend the teams are all pulling in there now getting restocked restaffed and so if you're up there one of those world of outlaw or traveling teams Find yourself in southwestern, uh, southeastern Wisconsin. Stop by Hefner Racing Products. www.hrpracing.com. Stay with us when we come back. The Sage Fruit Hotline is where we go. David Gravel joins us next. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st, and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre race party, live band, sage food apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Johnny Shots and the rest of the world of outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. Dirt Empire Magazine is the ultimate dirt track racing only magazine in the world. Featuring interviews, opinions, event photos, tech, and 100% racing action. Each issue includes late models, modified sprint cars, and more. Big event photos from the best photographers in the sport. And great one-on-one interviews with the top drivers as well as grassroots racers. Pick up a copy of Dirt Empire Magazine today at select tractor supply stores or other area retailers. Or get your subscription today at DirtEmpireMagazine.com. Man, oh man, we are rolling along here on Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit. Justin Fiedler and Steve Post, and let's go to the Sage Fruit Hotline. Joining us here on the program is David Gravel. Hello, David. How are you? I'm doing good, guys. How are you doing? We're doing well. Uh, yeah, David, we, we, we had a little chit-chat here before the air, and the last time you were on, you had Ashley and Aaron. Now you got Justin and Steve. Man, dude, you're, you're man, you're going... You're going downhill on this deal, man. You better, better. Yeah. Yeah. You win. You this win. is messed up. This is this is not right. That's for sure. But what is right <laughs> is rolling into victory lane in Knoxville on Saturday night. Tell us about your run and 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 how you felt about Saturday night, but also just kind of how you feel about where where you're at with Knoxville because we know that's a pretty big place coming up here in a couple of months. 
Yeah. Um, after our run Friday night, um, honestly, we were really good all, all Friday night, except about 10 to 12 laps in the A main on, on Friday and um, Saturday, you know, we had a little bit of a re- redemption, but honestly, it was just a, a miracle. We got the race. Everybody thought the race was going to get rained out and the weather looked bad and, and it never really rained. So uh, really fortunate to get the race and, um, you know, we, we got a better um, fill draw and went out a little earlier and quick time in our group. And, you know, just luckily was in clean air all night, uh, got a good dash draw. And I feel like when we're out front, we're, we're extremely hard to beat. So it was just uh, a great confidence booster, but we had speed every time we hit the track, you know, um, Knoxville's a tricky place and it was slicker on Friday night and Man, running that bottom is tough to do. So getting lapped there two two days in a row is is just a big benefit. David, I want to ask you about your relationship with Cody Jacobs. You guys have worked together for a couple of seasons now, and and he seems like a really fiery guy, really competitive guy. Uh, what is it like working with him? Have you have you guys like gotten into it before over over things, or has it been pretty cordial between you guys? What you know, what has he meant for your last couple of seasons? Yeah, obviously the crew chief is just as as important as the race car driver on a team, and um, you know, he he does a good job. He's a fiery guy. His dad's a fiery guy. It's in his bloodstream. Um, you know, I would say last year we turned a, a great corner uh, in our relationship, uh, kind of when we started getting going late in the season last year and, and around Knoxville time. Um, and, and I feel like we have a great relationship. Um, we've gotten into it maybe a few times in the last two and a half years, but I mean, I've gotten into it with about every crew chief at some point, you know, just the, the way uh, two competitive uh, male uh, guys are sometimes, you know, there's a lot of testosterone flowing. So um, it's been good. I feel like we're in a good place. I truly believe we've been uh, the best car this year on the World Vawa Tour. We just have uh, about three nights we wish we could, uh, you know, throw away. Um, but sometimes it's not in your control and sometimes the driver screws up as well. Well, the world of Allah, NOS Energy during sprint cars is bonkers with the level of or the level of competition right now. And you mentioned it. You've had a few nights. I think you've had overall four finishes outside of the top ten. Um, you know, it's incre- incredible. Half of your races have been top five finishes here. Um, how many? How many of those outside of the top tens do you think you can absorb and still be in the battle? Because Brad is there, Carson is there. It's just how 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 much of that stuff can you give up? Can you afford to do at this point as you're as we're pushing the midway of the season? Well, you know, we we've had two two finishes outside the top twenty, uh, which typically you only can maybe do one or two of those. But right. I feel like our performance has been so well, we've been able to scratch and claw our way back um, to uh, getting ourselves right there. You know, 14 points out, I look at that as pretty much dead even at, at this point in the year with how much racing there's left. You know, uh, 14 points is, uh, you know, so close that, you know, you can't even worry about it right this second. But, um, you know, I screwed up at US 36 and crashed going into turn one, and we had a set of quick change of gears break at Hobstot. So those are two outside the top 20. And then uh, the other night at Ogilvy. We're going to, in my opinion, run second and uh, had somebody spin out in front of us, a lap car, and, and got collected. And uh, Brad landed on a car and then didn't get anything wrecked. But uh, we had a front wing that <laughs> we should have changed faster, but we didn't. And, uh, you know, had to be in the work area several times and had to salvage an 11th there instead of a, a podium. So um, I feel like when uh, those things don't happen, 
uh, we're just as consistent or, or more consistent than anybody. I don't want to look past Beaver Dam this weekend because obviously there's you know big money on the line, but I do want to talk about Houston's coming up here in, in a couple of weeks, and and that's a racetrack obviously that's going to be important for you. Your car owner Todd Quiring owns that place. Do you put any added pressure on yourself? Is that is that one that you guys have kind of circled on the schedule? You know that you want to win there. Uh, obviously, there's a ton of money on the, on the line that weekend. But how how do you feel kind of going into that Houston's weekend? Yeah, there's always pressure. Um, you know, I, I believe, <clears throat> excuse me, that it show up points um, because of the um, different format. So to me, uh, we're just going to go in there and try to win $250,000. Um, you know, last year I felt like uh, we were one of the guys to beat um, and, and the gate swung open and hit me. So uh, that put a little dampener on my, my run at winning last year. But uh, Houston is a place I'm really comfortable and confident at, and I have been my whole career since running the Thunder through the plains with the All Stars, and um, you know, we, we've been able to win several Outlaw shows there. So um, there's always going to be pressure, but at the end of the day, uh, we're, we're going there to win, and we're going to try our best. And um, you know, it, it's my job and Cody's job, right? We've been doing it a long time, so uh, there's no more pressure at Houston centers at the Knoxville Nationals or the Kings Royal. You know, they're all highly pressured and they make or break your year if you win one of those races it just makes your year a good year so um if you don't or if you're close and let let it slip away it's definitely a huge uh bummer on the year but uh that, that's why we're uh in this sport is to, to win those crown jewel events David, one of my favorite things about you is the uh, the, the YouTube channel. You, you bring people behind the scenes all the time, and, and the live streams in the offseason were absolutely incredible, you know, all the different people you had on. Why is the YouTube channel and, and bringing people kind of along for the ride with you, why is that important to you? And, and, you know, what has the kind of effect been as you go to the racetrack and kind of meet with fans? Yeah, it's been really cool. So I just don't have the time and effort, uh, you know, to, to do it as best as I can or, or as well as I want to do, but I, I try to be active on all platforms, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, you know, Facebook, and, and try to do a solid job at all of them. Um, but man, I wish I had a camera guy with me uh, that could capture so much of what we do or just me driving the t-shirt trailer and unhooking in every race and the stuff in between and the shop stuff. It's, uh, it's tough, but I do my best on what I could do. And and my social media guy Carter could do, and uh, I was really happy we did those live streams this off season. Having great guests like we did definitely helped. And you know, a lot of times at the racetrack, even if I don't win, I feel like I have one of the longest lines uh, signing autographs. So even though I ran tenth the other night, I, I felt like I had uh, just as long as line as Brian Brown. So it's it's pretty cool to see people talk about it every time I'm at the racetrack. Um, so. I know it's working. I know it's uh, doing its job. It's no uh, dirt tracker daily. But, uh, again, I I know you put a a lot of effort in that, and it definitely shows. It really does. Really, truly does. Final question for you on our video show, and a lot of you listen on on audio, so we understand that, but this is also available on YouTube. On our audio, our video show, we're using a picture of Victory Lane and a SEMA old friend, Todd Quaring, right there with you in Victory Lane at Knoxville. Has to be good to win when the boss is in town and to be able to share that time with him. He puts so much into the sport. Has to be really neat to share some Victory Lane time with Todd. Yeah, it was it was cool. Um, him and his wife and son Andrew were there, and um, he and they spent the whole weekend in Knoxville. So uh, definitely cool that he was there and uh, supporting us. And 
uh, it definitely goes a long way when uh, your car owner is there at the races and, um, you know, sh- shows your support and, and show them that they care. And, um, and, and obviously uh, being in Victor Lane with them is just the cherry on top and performing w- when they're there instead of just watching it on Dirt Vision. So um, any win at Knoxville is special. Um, but hopefully uh, one day we can get him the, the Knoxville Nationals he's always wanted. Boy, I'll tell you what, the way that car's looking on Saturday night might be in a couple of months, and we certainly can't wait to see how it all unfolds there. David, we always appreciate the time. Thanks for spending some time with us here on the Sage Fruit Hotline. We wish you the best at Beaver Dam this week, on to Husets, and then into the month of money, months of money now, no longer mm-hmm. month of money, months of money. We wish you the best and continued success along the way. Thanks, guys. An exciting time to be a sprint car driver, and uh, it's going to be a magical year. Thank yes. you. Magical year. There you go. Love it. David Gravel joining us, driver of that Houston Speedway racing car. Stay with us. When we come back, we're going out west. Jim Allen, the purveyor and keeper of all things NARC and King of the West, he will join us next. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st, and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Johnny Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit will be our track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway inside the museum's main floor from April 3rd through October 2nd this year. You'll learn about the beginning of Williams Grove Speedway and the evolution of sprint car racing on the East Coast through eight of the iconic big cars and sprint cars that made up the history of Mechanic Birds Pennsylvania's Williams Grove Speedway. Plus, you'll see videos of historic national open sprint car races and other racing events that put Williams Grove on the map. That's the track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway, featured April 3rd through October 2nd at the only museum in the world solely dedicated to sprint car racing, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville, Iowa. There has been a lot of themes that we've had in Wing Nation. Some stay, some come, some go. One of the themes that we've had here, just along the way, is the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, seven, eight years ago, it was what is going on out there, what is not going on out there. Now it is like, do you see what's happening yes. on the West Coast? It is an exciting, exciting time for the West Coast, and they are getting ready for an, a super exciting next two weeks. Joining us from the NARC King of the West Tour, we get him on here every year or so, a couple times a year sometimes, Jim Allen joins us. Hello, Jim. How are you? I'm fantastic, and it just sounds by the tone of your voice that uh, you guys are doing pretty good, too. We are. We're, we're talking sprint car racing, Jim, so it's not a bad day when we're sitting here on Tuesday talking sprint car <laughs> racing. And... What you guys have going on, let's go, we want to talk details, we want to talk the fastest four days, we want to talk Skagit, but big, big picture, California 410s, um, you know, it looks from over here, you're making pretty good progress, how are, how are things going, state of the sport over there now? Um, the state of the sport, it is uh, is definitely positive, let's just put it this way, I mean, uh, let's see, how long has it been, a couple, uh, three years ago. Um, you know, Brent Kading and myself at the uh, NARC series and Peter Murphy 
And then, uh, sure enough, we got um, Kevin Rudine gets up there at Skagit, and Brad Sweet uh, and Kyle Larson, Colby Copeland, they get uh, worked into Chico. And the master plan was we need to give 410 Sprint Car Racers enough uh, events for them to compete at so that um, they will consider buying, you know, uh, several 410s motors rather than puttering around uh, locally with 360s. So I think when we add them all up, I think we, on the West Coast, I think we have 54 events. Um, and what we're seeing now is we're starting to see some of these guys who normally uh, run 360s are starting to, you know, we're starting to see a 410 motor pop up here and there. And, you know, car counts are creeping up again. And the excitement is creeping up again. And uh, we're um, sticking to the same path. And everything seems, you know, every show seems to get better. We're doing our best to get away from, uh, you know, uh, the hypothetical uh uh, championship points race number 16, you know, I mean, you couldn't make it any more boring than that, right? We're trying to make every uh, event a show and having a good time doing it. And, uh, you know, I don't know, I got uh, whatever my second, third win doing this and uh, we're having a good time. Jim, we can't talk about the NARC 410 series this season if we don't talk about Dominic Selzy and Corey Day. From your perspective, as as the guy who's writing about this series every week, how much fun is it right now watching these two guys go to battle, uh, you know, every single Saturday night when they get to race each other? Oh my goodness, uh, it has been it, it has been a blast. I mean, you know, we kept trying to figure out if uh, you know Corey Day was a I don't know a, a flash in the pan. You know, is he just some new kid to come along? He's going to win a few races and then. He's just going to uh, fade away. And, uh, you know, so he starts out the season. I think he starts it out with what, three three wins and three runner-ups and go, oh, my gosh, uh, we, we have somebody at a whole new level there. And, uh, you know, we got, uh, you know, Dominic Selzy, you know, two-time defending champ who, uh, I mean, I think he's kind of watching it. And, uh, you know, I, I you know, Dominic kind of got away a little bit from the taco truck and got focused and, got his team together with Jimmy Carr, and sure enough, he ends up reeling uh, three wins off. And, uh, you know, I mean, the two are separated by eight points, and each one of them continues to elevate their game. Uh, It's just, it's been fun to watch. And uh, not to take anything away from Dominic, but, uh, oh, my God, Corey Day, 17-year-old, uh, man, I, I if I had to compare my own, I was 17 year old, years old, I was, um, I, I don't know, I was a screw-up. Uh, there's, there's another word there for it, but I'll say screw-up. <laughs> and, I mean, uh, Corey has just got his act together, and, you know, with uh, Jason Myers and, uh, you know, uh, his mom and dad, I mean, he's, he's really focused. Uh, he's not stressed out. And uh, he, he's driving like a guy who's been at it for, you know, 15 or 20 years. I, what I love, I, the other thing I love about this is we're talking very, very big names in motorsports, family names. And one's in sprint car, Ronnie Day. Mm-hmm. Of course, a great, great sprint car career. Corey's dad. Another name, the Selzy family, not necessarily in sprint car, but a family name, a huge name. I just think that that, that getting that dynamic and having those two. Um, but did you say Dominic's pushed away from the taco truck a little bit? I was not aware of that. Oh, I'm, I'm just uh, yeah. The best the best thing we got about uh, the North Auto Racing Club is is a club, so we can you know we we jab at each other and all that <laughs> stuff. I mean, I eat as many tacos as Dominic does, and uh, whatever we we have a good time, but. 
Yeah, whatever. We're just having a good time. And hey, by the way, we happen to race also. No doubt. No doubt. Jim, I, I'm excited for you guys. As somebody who is actually from the Pacific Northwest, I grew up not far from the Southern Oregon Speedway, and, and you guys are going to go through my home state here coming up. What, what is it like going to these races? What is the what does the sprint car fan base look like in, in Oregon? When I was a kid, there was like hardly no sprint car racing in Oregon, but now it seems like there's kind of this growing thing happening there. You guys are going to some races. We got kids like Tanner Holmes. What what is it like going to the state of Oregon? Um, it is uh, I, to be perfectly honest, I'm very impressed. Um, you know, I mean, you know, with 410 sprint car racing in California, there was a buzz um, when. 410 uh, sprint car racing when Oregon became part of the bigger picture, uh, man, I, I think they're they're at a, at another level also, um, you know. And we're starting to see, you know, the Tanner Holmes and uh, um, Garen Linder and those guys like that. And uh, I mean, last year we went there for the fastest four days opener. It was a Thursday night. Um, but I got, I got a, a good exposure to uh, Oregon weather. It was raining one second, and 10 minutes later, it was uh, 50 mile an hour winds. And by the time we qualified, the sun was out, and I was taking off all these sweatshirts and everything. So the um, kind of strange, but I mean, it was a Thursday night, and uh, it was packed. I mean, absolutely standing room only packed on the Thursday, and lots lots of kids. I mean, it was uh, it was a family event. And uh, to- totally impressed, and uh, you know, you could hear them cheering from the uh, infield when the race is going on. So they were uh, very vocal. And uh, like I said, yeah, we're looking forward to going there on Thursday, and then uh, up the road from there, we're going up to uh, uh, Brian Crockett's new uh, Douglas County dirt track. I mean, we all know there's a lot of um, you know dirt tracks that get paved, but it's very often very, not very often you get a paved track that gets uh, I don't know what do you call it dirted, <laughs> um, and uh, he's uh, he's got um, that place all hooked up. And as a you know a, a good sprint car driver, he knows exactly what is needed, and so that's good. Uh, you know, Willamette we had our biggest crowd. Uh, they had their biggest crowd of the year last year at our event, and then uh, up to Grace Harper. So I mean. Just overall, it, it's exciting to um, – the, the Oregon fans are uh, – I'm just totally impressed with them a lot. And, uh, you know, something based on uh, the amount of DMs and ticket requests and all that good stuff, I think we're going to pack the place again this year. Wow, that is so exciting. That really, truly is. And then you continue north. Tuesday night, a prelude to the Dirt Cup, and then you roll into Skagit, $62,000 to win – Dirt Cup, um, you guys involved with it up there, of course, uh, uh, Peter Murphy and, 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 and Kevin Rudin and everyone doing a good job up there. Um, what a great destination after the fastest four days to be headed in that direction and being a part of that. that th- this master plan, that has got to be a big chunk of this master plan. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And before I get in trouble with Burt Johnson, so we leave Willamette and then we go up to uh, Grace Harbor Raceway for the Timber Cup. So that's the finale. And then, like I said, then we have a day off and then uh, uh, Skagit has an open show. And then we get into the three-day show. And basically the way this thing worked out was last year we went up to the Pacific Northwest and we had the fastest four days. We got beat up by uh, weather pretty good on that one. Uh, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, you, you think you got everything covered when you negotiate a race schedule. And uh, sure enough, you know, we, one thing we weren't really planning on was diesel being, you know, $7.50 a gallon. And that put a, 
don't know, that, that one kind of stung a little bit. And then the guys had to come home and then go back up to Skagit. So, you know, membership came back and said, you know, hey, if we're going to go up north, let's go. Let's make a vacation. Well, let's make a long week out of it. And then when you got, uh, you know, John Hager and Tim Rudine and Peter Murphy up there and then, uh, you know, $62,000 to win sprint car race, I think the three-day purse uh, for the final three days there is, I think, nipping at $350,000. Um, I mean, that's uh, that's a... I don't know, dream come true, or a, that, that's a gem. It's uh, um, it's definitely the biggest uh, sprint car event on the West Coast, and I think you know the team's got a buzz on it, uh, and uh, you know they're they're ready to go, and you know so am I. Looking at the season so far, you know we we talked about Corey Day, we talked about Dominic Selzy. Who are some other guys that we should be paying attention to? You know, as the season plays out this summer, for guys that could you know jump up in there, compete for the championship, and and win some of these races. I uh, gotcha. Um, well, Justin Sanders, this is kind of weird. I mean, uh, you know, Justin is super competitive. I mean, uh, not, not that not all of them are, but, you know, he's super competitive. And, uh, you know, maybe sometimes he might even get down on himself. But, you know, Justin is used to winning. I mean, he's only a couple seasons removed from when he won, what, 22 main events. And, you know, here we are. We're entering race number nine of our season. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's got a couple runner-ups, but he hasn't won. And, you know, he's just – going, oh my gosh, you know, what have I, what have I got to do? Um, there, there is no way whatsoever that we're going to, you know, you're going to keep Justin Sanders down in uh, any way, shape or form. I mean, if he doesn't pick off uh, at least a couple of these events here in the next couple of weeks, I would be uh, totally surprised. Uh, Justin Cox uh, in the base Hamilton team, he, he's another, I don't know, he, he kind of started out quietly, and then all of a sudden he pulls off an $18,000 win at the Dennis Roth Classic. And, uh, you know, you can see each and every week where he seems to get more and more comfortable uh, in the car. It gets faster in the car, and um, he's definitely a driver you don't want to uh, uh you know, take your eye off of, you know, you got Bud Cating who's starting to put together some good uh, performances. And then we have kind of, we have a pretty good youth movement on our uh, series here, um, which, you know, makes, uh, makes me feel old as heck. Um, when you go, you know, how old are you? You're 17, you're 16. It's like, Oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. But they're, uh, you know, they're, they're really fast. You know, the Dylan Bloomfield, you know, the Nick Parker's, um, you know, I think another guy to watch when we go up north is going to be Chase Johnson. Uh, he is uh, always fast wherever he goes. And then, um, you know, you got, the, you got the usual. You got, uh, you know, we don't have as many people chasing points this year for a variety of different reasons. But, you know, the Colby Copelands and the DJ Nettos and the Shane Golubics and uh, the like there. I mean, we've got some, uh, got some pretty good talent out here just in California. And then when we go, um, you know, up north and we start seeing the likes of, uh, you know, Trey Starks and, uh, you know, like I said, uh, Tanner Holmes, he's definitely due for a win. And uh, I don't know, we, we got some, uh, we got some, it's good. The, the talent level is over top. And, you know, we go through uh, a lot of time the main event uh, lineups. And I think we've had, um, see, I think where we were at the last race in Hampton, I think we had 13 main event winners in the, uh, in the feature event lineup. So, that's pretty competitive. Pretty cool stuff, that's for sure. I've got one more question for you, but I need to set it up a little bit. I'm out at Millbridge Speedway a couple weeks ago. I'm wearing a Brent Cating t-shirt. Just kind of what I pulled <laughs> out of the kind of what I pulled out of the shop. 
standing out there talking to Brad Nofsinger. Brad has uh, his grandson is racing. Mm -hmm. And so Brad's out there uh, turning the wrenches. We're chit-chatting, as we do all the time, and he steps back and he says, dang, that's a Brent Kading T-shirt. And I said, yeah, yeah. And he spins me around, he looks at the back of it, and he said, Brent Kading, in my opinion, may be the very best sprint car driver ever. And I'm like, Whoa, wait a minute. And Brad Nofsinger's raced against everybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, so we're not talking we're not talking some 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 clown's opinion. This is a guy that's raced against everybody. And I said, really? And he said, that guy is so underrated, was so underrated in his career. I set all that up to ask him, and I know Brent's part of your deal out there. How is Brent doing? You get a chance to hear from him? Does he does he get out of the Lake Tahoe area to get to race as much? What's what's going on with Brent? Uh, yeah, so uh, you know, Brent Brent is uh, uh, a partner here with the uh, Narc Sprint Cars, and it's an, an honor here. Brent and I have been friends since uh, 1984. Wow. Uh, you know, to give kudos to Brent, uh, you know, we all know about the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame, but he just got inducted into the West Coast uh, Motorsports uh, or Stock Car slash Motorsports Hall of Fame on Thursday. Uh, wore a suit. I mean, oh my God, Brent Kading in a suit. I wow. you know, had to look and say, oh my God, is that a court photo or uh, <laughs> did he get married again or something like that? <laughs> uh, but I mean, he is, uh, I, I, I was totally amazed. I mean, my, my whole family, you know, I, <laughs> they just watched him uh, and he would always find a way to win. And even if he, you know, and when he didn't, you know, his team was always scrambling, and you know he didn't end up pulling a you know a third, a fourth, or a fifth. And you know he was literally impossible to beat in any championship points races. And you know he's kind of had that thing going for him, like um, Kyle Larson does, where you watch Kyle running and you go, "How does a guy? How does he run that line? Or how does yeah. he do that?" And uh, you know Brent in his day, he was that guy too. And you just go, "Oh my God, he is running a line that nobody on that racetrack would even consider going." or, you know, even hidden to that area, and uh, just amazing, and uh, he's, he's a good guy, and, uh, you know, I mean, and to show his involvement, you know, he probably makes it to about uh, half of our events, uh, yeah, other times he's up at Tahoe in uh, his cabin up there, but, you know, whenever we have one of our young guys struggle, I'll just go, hey, Brent, you know, how about, uh, you know, why don't you go visit, uh, you know, Team X over there, you know, there's something, you know, they got, they're, they're just off, and, you know, Brent will just do a casual walk by, and you know, next thing I know, he's uh, down on his knees, got tape measure out, he's measuring this and helping that out. And um, I know it tends to be good for the uh, driver's ego of that team. And then before you know, it's like, well, look at that man, the guy, you know, they, they just landed a top 10. So, you know, that mentorship by Brent is huge. And uh, like I said, uh, a fantastic person. And to be uh, really honest, the main reason I do sprint car racing. Um, was uh, is really for the the Kading family, uh, you know. I I like them, you know. If I if I called them at three o'clock in the morning with a flat tire, uh, you know, that they would be there to bail me out, and uh, you know, and by the same regard, I would do the same thing. So uh, the one of the uh, uh, great families in motorsports, and I totally agree with how you started out. You know, one of the best drivers of all time. Cool stuff. That's for sure. I forgot all about that motorsports uh hall of fame thing i went to that induction last year when jimmy sills was inducted oh boy yeah okay so yeah. it's a it, it, yeah it's a fascinating room mm -hmm. because you've got the highest level corporate motorsports people 
you've got a bunch of people somewhere in the middle, and you've got great grassroots racers. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy Sills yep. proceeded to tell some stories. I'm sure. Stories oh, yeah. Yeah, that had the grassroots racers on the floor and said some of the high-dollar people kind of wondering what in the world they signed up for for that. That was a fun <laughs> deal. God, that was fun. Brendan, yeah. Brendan didn't do yeah, that, yeah. did he? Uh, no, he didn't do too much of that. So, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and one thing about Brent too, he, he, he's, he's humble. So, you yeah. know, he's not gonna, yeah, whatever. Yeah. He, he gave as much credit to his crew and his team than he ever gave to himself. Yeah. That deal with Jimmy, that deal with Jimmy, I was kind of sitting where I can keep an eye on everybody and I'm looking to one side of the room and they're on the floor laughing. I'm looking at the other side of the room and they're not, well, they're a little uncomfortable. Yeah, so, they're, blushing. <laughs> they're a little uncomfortable. Yeah. And that is the beauty yeah. of sprint car racing. Really, truly is. Yeah, that's one, one thing about Jimmy is, is kind of weird. I mean, we, had, we had a, went to the Indy 500 with him a couple of years ago, and, I mean, his memory is just uh, amazing. I mean, you know, most people, oh, yeah, I, I won this race at this racetrack. And Jimmy's memory is, you know, I was uh, side by side with so and so. That guy <laughs> threw me a wheel, and we rubbed, and it was you know, like the 13th lap. It was like, how do you know all that? And he just, it's its his life, his brain, just uh, his hard drive fires for racing uh, 100%. Good stuff. Jim, we wish you the best. It'll be on Flow Racing all weekend long, the fastest four days, then on the schedule. Continued success out there on the West Coast. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you very much. There we go. Jim, Jim Allen, that's for sure. Boy, that is, we constantly, over the last five or six years, keep getting good news from California. Yep. I didn't realize there was north of 50 races. Pretty wild. Four tons out there now. Yeah. I love, I, I talk about it, you know, when the, when the NARC races come around, the Sprint Car Challenge Tour stuff, this kind of Sprint Cars After Dark for us uh, here yeah, on, on the Coast, East Coast. Yes, it's exactly. like, if you, if you can't stay up, make sure you check them out the next day because you, like, you are going to probably miss something incredible. I went out there, and I've shared this a hundred times. Anyone's listened to Wing Nation, I went out there to the Cading Classic and mm-hmm. Cowboy Up. Oh, yeah. 410 sprint car racing yeah. on a California bull ring. Not a joke. It is not a joke, and there is nothing finer to watch. Yeah. It is fantastic mm-hmm. stuff. It really is. Great, great stuff. Hey, we need to step away. We'll be back with more Wing Nation in just a moment. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st, and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Johnny Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit. Birthdays from the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame. Earl Pageant earlier this week. Lee Elkins, Sam Hoffman, Grant King. Thursday, Johnny and or Johnny Anderson, Brian Clawson would have had a birthday on Thursday. Gene Martinez, uh, Dick Simonek, J.C. Agajanian later this week, Don Basile, Joe Skelzo, and Sunday would have been the birthday of Greg Hodnett. Um, hate that we have Brian Clawson and Greg Hodnett on that birthday yeah. list, and they're not here to celebrate birthdays with us. Two sure. of our generation of sprint car racers that have gone way, way too soon. Sprint Car Hall of Fame, the Corvette raffle is coming up. Uh, they're going to give that away on August 19th at the Knoxville Nationals. You can go to SprintCarHOF.com. Well, Justin, coming up, the Tezos All-Star Circuit of Champions Ohio Speed Week. We mentioned the Sharon is washed out, but mm-hmm. Atomic Eldora on Friday night, last tune-up yep, for the, the million. million. 
And then uh, Saturday, Jeff Niddles put together the Dean Niddle Memorial, 22,554 to win. It'll be fascinating to see how the rest of this week plays out with the All-Stars. Yeah, and big money opportunities to get some track time, like you said, at Eldora. It's going uh, to be a good weekend, I think. We had Lance DeWeese on. I think Lance DeWeese is towing over to Eldora for Friday night. Okay. We had him on a couple weeks ago. Off so. the porch. Yeah, off the porch, yeah. no doubt. He ran. He just ran uh, here recently in Wisconsin with the All-Stars. Yeah, too. went up there. They had. Uh, we, we were just like, what in the wide world of sports has happened with you guys? And they've had a longtime partner over there. Okay. And they just decided that they've wanted the they they finally were able to put the deal together where they were able to take the car over and 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 fly over and go race. So he went up and ran a couple of races up in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and they're really zoned in on that Eldora Million. Yeah, I'm sure. And um, so and 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 Donnie Kreitz has won Kings Royal before, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of sentiment there. Yep. And um, we I looked at there's another one of those. We talked a little bit at the top of the show about Brownie. It's like eh, eh, eh. and he said cars got speed. Lance said, you know, ah, you went to Eldora, and what'd you think? And he said, I think we're pretty good. And I'm like, oh, yeah. well, those those are guys, Lance and Donnie Kreitz and those guys are, don't look at Friday night's results. Uh, they were learning, they were going to school. Oh, yeah, it was a test session. It was a test session yeah. is what it was. Yeah. And when they rolled out of there, I was like, ah, I wonder how they feel. And he's like, I, I think we're feeling pretty good. Yeah. When it comes that Thursday night in July, when they're paying a million dollars, that blue sixty nine k might be might yeah, be it'll uh, be up in the mix. It'll for be sure. up in the mix. So I love it. I think that's fantastic. King of the West series. We talked about that coming up. The fastest four days in motorsports up through Oregon, up to uh, Grays Harbor on Sunday. World of Outlaws Beaver Dam, the Jim J B Memorial, or J B Boyd Memorial, twenty thousand to win at Beaver Dam, mm-hmm. and I like this one. Knoxville and Hussets have gotten together for this weekend, and they're doing what's called the Border War or Border Battle. And I'm not sure all that's involved in this, but I know on Saturday night at Knoxville, the 410s are running for 10 grand to win. And on Sunday night at Houston, they're running for 10 grand to win. Yeah, I, I love that Midwest, you know, where you can go run, you know, Knoxville on a, on a, on a Saturday night or Friday night and go, go up to Houston on Sunday. It's like that, that Sunday Houston sprint car race is like a treat. Yeah. Because it's like, normally you don't think about there being a ton of racing on Sunday, and then it's like, yeah. and you're like, oh, they're racing at Houston today. Yeah, I grew up in the Northeast, Big Block Modifieds, and we had Weed Sport on Sunday, or mm-hmm. Nazareth down in Pennsylvania on Sunday, mm-hmm. so it was kind of a way of life, but then you move away, you get away from it, there's very few... And so when Houston's came back on board, I was somewhere, probably Knoxville, or somewhere talking to Terry McCarl, and I said, what is there about that? He says, yeah. it's what we do. I love it. And it's what they do. It's yeah. what the fans do. They spend all weekend on the lake up there in South Dakota. They go to the lake. Mm-hmm. They they get up on Sunday morning. They either go to church or they get up packed up. They come home from the lake. They don't want to cook at home or anything like that. So they grab the kids and they go to the racetrack on Sunday yeah. night. Houston runs a bang 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 show. Yeah, they run a great show. A lot of like great cars. Yeah. You know, good good quality up there. It's and you know you've seen you know I think probably because of the stuff that's happening at Houston here in a couple of weeks, we've seen a lot of travelers come yeah, through there getting right some laps. Too. So. Yeah, I, like I thought show. it'd be interesting. I, I wondered, and I think you might have suggested this on your uh, on your on your daily show. Uh, I was curious, and 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 maybe we'll still see this. Uh, do any of the World of Outlaw drivers use one of their four freebies to roll into Houston's on a Sunday night? I, mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's you have to think about with the new sprint car tire this year if that's something those guys might want to take a look at. It's a lot of money to win up there coming it's up. A lot of money to win, that's for sure. Yeah. So, stay tuned. Great stuff, that's for sure. And great hanging out with you, yeah, Justin. It was great to be here. Thanks for having and me. Exactly. You can find his stuff dirttracker.com. I'm a Spotify guy. That's where I find it. Yep. But YouTube and all of the platforms as far as that goes. We appreciate David Gravel and Jim Allen for joining us here. Oh, by the way, Justin Henderson is our guest on our television show this week. Nice. That's yeah, Justin. 
Justin's great. Love guy. Justin. Yeah, he's a great guy. Wednesday night on Rev TV and uh, Friday afternoon on Mav TV. Um, you can catch up. Justin Henderson joins Ashley Stremme and I. Wing Nation gear at shopwingnation.com, shopwingnation.com, or wherever you see Justin Peck racing, the Tom Book Motorsports trailer has our Wing Nation gear. All right, again, thank you, David Gravel and Jim Allen. More important, though, thank you for joining us this time here on Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches.